Hey guys and girls, welcome to a brand new monthly show, which is going to be me and some guests talking about what we've been watching for the last month in the world of film and TV. We don't have an official title yet, so please let us know in the comments what you want it to be called. But for now, it's just going to be called something like what we've been watching the last month thingy, something like that for now. Very casual. And the idea is that I'll have a different guest each time and I will rotate them after a few times and we each talk about some of the things we've been watching for the last month. So this first one will be for August, the month just gone, and feel free to post your pics and react to some of ours in the comments as well. So my guests on the first one is going to be Melanie and Emily from the Yellow Jackets High podcast, who, there you go, <laughs> I have yep, collaborated with in the past, but it's good to be doing this again. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us, Keith. Nice to see you again. I'm mostly focused on TV, so that's fine. So, But I'll just sneak some films in at the end, but... Um, but yeah, I have, quite, I have quite a few TV shows to talk about as well, and I know you guys do, so we'll we'll try and get a conversation going. That, that's the plan. So we love to talk. We, so <laughs> absolutely, we, we could be here all night. Just warning you guys, there's no limits. <laughs> drew straws off air, and I guess Emily drew the short straw. I should say. So she's going to go <laughs> first. And then we're going to yeah. react to some of hers and vice versa. And we'll start. So, Emily, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, some of these shows I'm watching because they were recommended to me by Melanie. So, um, I think she might have also watched some of these for the month, too. Um, but I'll start off with the first one based on a true story. Um, that one is a show on NBC's Peacock and it focuses on a couple who they they meet a man who becomes their plumber and they learn that their plumber is a serial killer and they decide that they want to do a podcast with the serial killer on the podcast and it's kind of just like their adventure in creating it and working together with this serial killer. And I'm, I mean, I love it. I think it's great. It's about murder and podcast, which are two of my favorite things. So <laughs> I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm not all the way finished. I have a couple episodes left. I know Melanie watched the whole thing, but yes, it was good. I mean, it's been good. And I thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> You're welcome. I've got to say Kaylee Cuoco was hilarious in the show. I, of course, love her from The Big Bang and The Flight Attendant. Only season one, though. Did not love season two. But I've only watched season one. I haven't watched season two yet. Don't waste your time. I didn't even finish it. But um, yeah, she's hilarious. And uh, Chris Messina and the guy who mm -hmm. plays a serial killer. His name is escaping me at the moment. But he's also smoking remember. hot, which I yeah, really appreciated. So that was a nice little bonus from based on a true story. <laughs> I love the husband. I think the husband is my favorite. <laughs> He's great. He plays yeah. a good like middle-aged guy going through some middle-aged things. And I appreciated that aspect of the story myself. So yeah. it was cute. 
yeah, what else Chris I've been Christina watching. Christina is a fantastic actor. He is. I always enjoyed him. He never seems I to age. Like I've never well. seen him before. I don't no, think I've ever seen him lots, before. He's like in the Mindy Project. He's in Six Feet okay. Under. He was in the final season of that. Oh, Six Feet Under. That's right. I forgot he was season, in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good call. So, lots of lots of small roles. He's in like Sharp Objects. Re really good actor. Oh, yes. Sharp okay. Objects. Yes, I watched Sharp yeah. Objects, so I have seen him before. That's yeah. a good one. That's HBO, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Max. Max. Yeah, based on like Gillian Flynn novel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a good that was a really like, good one. Period. Yeah. It was. I forgot he was in that too. Hmm. What else? Um, I'm also watching Only Murders in the Building, which I know is another one that uh, Melanie is watching too. And if you're not familiar with the show, it's about a group of people who live in an apartment building in New York City. And in the first and second season, well, actually, no, in the third season, too, in all the seasons so far, it, there's been a murder within the apartment building. And it's two old men and a 20-something-year-old girl who all get together and they create a podcast to try and solve the murders within the building. And they become, like investigators and it's like their adventures and i absolutely love it i've loved it from the beginning i i know melanie isn't as much of a fan of this this latest season um the last episode was a little slow i will admit but that's i've I loved it i've loved meryl streep i thought she's been great because meryl streep and paul rudd are both in the latest season which they're both great additions i mean it has steve martin and um What's his name? Martin, Martin Short. Short. Yes. Yep. And Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's got yeah. a great cast. And like Jane Lynch, like I love her in the show. I think she's great too. They've had plenty of like guest stars that have been really good. Tina Fey came back this season too, which I wasn't yep. expecting and actually really appreciated as well. I think she's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's always good to see her. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She was so good but in the second season. 30 Rock, one of my favorite sitcoms. Oh, love 30 Rock. That. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Really it's good. worth, like, a background TV watch because you don't have to fully pay attention, but it's it's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, it's very smart. Yeah. Very Watchy. smart. Yeah. What else? I'm also currently watching The Bear, which is on FX. Mm -hmm. um, this one is about a guy who... He takes over a restaurant that was owned by his brother after his brother commits suicide. And it's just like the ins and outs of running the restaurant and like what happens. Um, it's like a comedy, but it's also a drama at the same time. And I really like how they strike the balance there because it's like the perfect balance of both. Like there could be something super dramatic, but they will pile some kind of comedy on top of it so it's not super heavy it it's a great show like i'm only i'm only on season one i know melanie's watched the whole show um but i love jeremy allen white he was also in shameless which was another one of my absolute favorite shows of all time um he was my favorite character on shameless so i really really love the bear uh, Lip on Shameless was amazing, and and they yeah. both are Chicago based shows too. And yeah, I mean, let's face it, Jeremy Allen White also super hot. Do not mind watching him on screen <laughs> yes. at any I time. I agree. <laughs> I agree. 
<laughs> He's yeah, that's a good episode for that then. <laughs> There's already <laughs> been two high. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god, uh, lots of hot dudes on on the screens these days. I but- did watch a movie. I told Melanie this earlier. I don't. I didn't put a picture in there for this, but I did watch a movie the other night that was kind of random. Um, I watched. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Keith. White man can't jump with Woody Harrelson. Oh yeah, classic. And he Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he is a guy. I know that's a really old movie, but I it was on TV and I watched it and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm I'm doing a rewatch, but I remember it being fun. They had yeah. good chemistry. They yeah. really do. I remember it. They being really fun. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I have watched a movie, but yes, I'm definitely more of a TV person than a movie yeah. person. Now was same. So that's about it for me. Right. As of now, and Yellow Jackets. I've been watching Yellow Jackets as well, rewatching Yellow Jackets for our season one rewatch that we're doing on the podcast, which has been really fun. Yes. I mean, I've rewatched it like nice. so many times at this point, but <laughs> one more time won't hurt. <laughs> no, it will not. I have a question for you about an upcoming show, you guys, both of you. Um, okay. Kim Kardashian is going to be on season 12 of American Horror Story, and the series has had a lot of ups and downs. It's an anthology. Some are definitely better than others. But I just actually, I wrote an article, Will Kim Kardashian Ruin American Horror Story or Surprise Us? It's on cordcutting.com. It actually just dropped today. And I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know if I buy her being on American Horror Story. And I'm curious, Emily, I know you've watched it. Will you watch it given that she's on it? Do you think that'll sway you? You'll give it a try? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the trailer made it seem like maybe maybe she won't be that bad i don't know the trailer did look good it was creepy and there are returning cast members like emma roberts and lily lord uh emma roberts great she's been she she was great in coven because coven is one of my favorites Mm. and she was great in that season and she's been in others but coven was definitely my favorite that she's been in i I really liked apocalypse i know apocalypse wasn't a lot of people's favorites but i really enjoyed it and i liked her in apocalypse too i didn't mind apocalypse i liked how they actually crossed over the coven and apocalypse worlds and they kind of united together that's why i liked it it yeah yeah totally same i i do have a sort of a, a take on this which is Apart from the fact that I'm expecting her to be pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I think it's sometimes, yeah, it's sometimes a slippery path to cast someone who's too too well known in that sort of show. Like, yeah. I think it can be too distracting. Like, you almost want that sort of show to be more of a cult style show. And yeah. I think right. sometimes the celebrity can take over too much. So I agree. They've yeah. really pushed it heavily using her image. I mean, every single promotional poster, a good portion of the mm-hmm. trailer. I mean, Emma Roberts is featured too, but they're definitely using Kim's notoriety to promote oh, yeah. the show. Like, 100%. I think so, they might be doing that just because the last season, like, they didn't get the ratings that they wanted it to get, I don't think. I couldn't even finish the last season. It just was not good. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. No, I was not into it at all. Yeah. I do like um, em- Emma Roberts, though. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm more as a she's horror great. fan. She was really good in. She was in the fourth Scream movie. Yes, I love really that movie. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's enjoyable. I love the Scream movies. They're like one of my. It's like one of my favorite franchises. And Scream Queens too. She's in Scream Queens, which I haven't watched the whole yeah. thing of, but that looks to be a pretty decent show too. Yeah. So she's clearly embraced that kind of like yeah, Scream Queen type moniker. She obviously yeah, enjoys for sure. that. It so works. Yeah. Yeah. Over to me for some TV. Um, yes. I'll sort sort of do the films at the end, but the. So I'll start off with a couple of Star Trek shows I've been watching because I am a big Trek fan. And there you go, Voyager, the first one. So some of these I'm watching for the first time because I didn't catch them when they were on originally. So Star Trek Voyager is one, and it comes on the back of my Deep Space Nine watch through, which was a full rewatch or full watch for the first time. And I love Deep Space Nine. So um, Deep Space Nine definitely has a reputation for being maybe the best Trek show with a lot of fans. And <laughs> by comparison, Voyager has a bit of a a weird sort of like place for Trek fans. Like it's very hit and miss for many of them. It has a dark premise, which certainly from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other people, they don't quite follow through on, which I think is a little bit disappointing because the setup is then like the crew of this new ship and there's some familiar faces, but they get stranded on the way back from the Badlands. So they're essentially in that sort of area. So there is like potentially a lot of dark stuff in there. And like the few first few episodes are pretty dark like they do go to some pretty tense dark places and you do get episodes like that but I've just started on season three actually tonight and I would say it's a fun show like it's a watchable Trek show without being like amazing like there's there's definitely episodes that are very strong there's some interesting guest stars. I mean, Trek shows always have good guest stars, like um, Brad DeWiff is in it for a few episodes, and mm. he leaves an impression, like he plays this character who sort of starts off as a criminal, and there's an episode with him and like the Vulcan on the crew, Tuvac, where they initially think Tuvac might have committed this crime. It turns out to be this guy. But then they kind of do this mind mold thing where, like, the Brad DeWiff character manipulates him into almost becoming like like him, essentially. So it's a whole standoff between them. But then by the end of the episode, like, the DeWiff character has sort of turned around. And then you get a few more episodes with him where he has a little bit of a redemption arc. And I think that's a really great role for Brad DeWiff. And, like, I I would say most of the characters I quite enjoy. I think they're solid enough. Some I don't like, but there's there's a good few I do like. Like, Captain Jane Ray, I think, is a solid captain. Obviously, first female captain on the Trek show, so that was a little bit of a landmark. Nice. And and the Doctor, the um, hologram Doctor, I think is really good, played by um, Robert Picardo 
who was in he was like yeah he was the cowboy in inner space if you remember that movie and mm. no. I do not. okay i would no. recommend that one that's pretty fun 80 okay. sci-fi adventure but yeah he's in it as the holographic doctor and you've got as always with trek a, a pretty diverse cast so yeah it's sort of quite a light trek like it doesn't really get that dark at times um it, it, yeah, it almost feels like quirky, like Monster of the Week B-movie. It probably leans a bit more into the camp, a bit like the 60s show, and like mm. earlier Trek, rather than like being that serious. But there's, there's some interesting ideas in there. Like, so it's a, yeah, it's it's a solid show. Like, I can, I can definitely watch it quite easily. I can see why it has a bit of a mixed reputation. Yeah. 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 Voyager. Are you guys big into Trek? Have you seen much Trek? I'm not a Trekkie. Not a Trekkie. I used to watch a little back when I was younger because my parents would watch it, but um, I have not watched any of the newer ones or the movies or anything. So I I watched one of the movies with Chris Pine in it, but that's that's about as far as I've gone. Chris Pine. There's another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Captain Kirk as well. Or playing a version of Kirk. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. No, that's fine. It's one of those. It's very niche, isn't it? It's either your thing or yeah. it isn't really. Fine. Um, okay, so i also been watching Strange New World, so that's a modern trek, and they just had season two. And I won't talk too much about it because I do review that on the channel so people can check out the reviews. But, like, I think it is the best of the modern Trek shows. And I think it is because they get that balance of it being really good nostalgic Trek, which sings to a lot of hardcore Trek fans and having the kind of stories which they enjoy in classic Trek. But at the same time, it does its own thing. So I think it's got a good balance where it does update those stories as well. And the characters are really good for the most part. They return to the kind of episode by episode type format, which the older shows would have had. But what they do is they use each episode to focus on one particular character. So you kind of get character growth in that episode by doing that. And like it is a little bit serialized. You will get returning themes and stories, but like it's like ten episodes a season, and like it's more episodic, and and it's a good it's a good like return on that because out of ten episodes, I would say there's only two weaker ones maybe, and the others are oh. all pretty strong. So it's a good sort of batting average, I guess. Nice. Yeah. I like the analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they've been trying all sorts this season. Of course, they had a, a musical episode, which was the first oh. track. So okay. That's, that's worth checking out. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, they, they try all sorts of like gimmick style episodes. So yeah, Strange New Worlds is very good. Where does it stream? What uh, streamer or channel is it on? It's on Paramount Plus. So, okay, yeah. Paramount Plus. Got and it. and I mean Voyager. Just going back to that is on either Netflix or Paramount Plus. So that's on both 
for the mm, time nice. being. Places to okay. see that. So my next show, sticking with the sci-fi, and this is a bit of a favourite of mine, doing a rewatch at the moment, and that is Fringe. Mm. So, very nice. Joshua Joshua Jackson, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's staring at you. <laughs> yes, he is. Screen. He's a good actor. Breathing he is. Eyes. I love him. him. And it's a great cast. And there's some eye candy for the boys as well, front and center. <laughs> Perfect. We <laughs> all need all some getting, eye candy. We're all getting treats tonight. But yeah. How so many this, seasons of Fringe are there all together? There's five. Five. Okay. I've heard of it. I've just never watched it. My it's mom good... was obsessed with Fringe, loved Fringe, like favorite show ever. <laughs> yeah. So it's very good. It's um so it's sort of like in a way a more modern X Files. Um, it's a similar okay. premise, and you get like this FBI division, and it starts off with this agent Olivia Dumman, who's like the lead of the show, and they get this weird sort of case in the first episode, which she investigates with her partner at the time. Well, FBI agent, but she's also seeing him, and he dies in mysterious circumstances, and for the purpose of solving the case she contacts this character of Peter Bishop, who's Joshua Jackson, who has a connection to his fa father, Walter, who he hadn't spoken to in years, who's in a mental institute. So, but he potentially has like information they can use for the case, but it's the whole thing of she has to go through the son because she has to talk him into getting the father out because they need a family member. And one thing leads to the other. They, they get him out, they investigate that case, and they set up a whole division called Fringe. And okay. so it starts off quite similar to X-Files, where obviously most weeks it's a different case. And what they do is they build the mythology from there, and they build the ideas, they build up the characters. So with Walter, who's like, kind of the mad scientist of the show he you find out more about his past he has a very dark past actually at times so it's actually credit to the writer than and the actors and you engage with his character so much and like in a way he goes on a whole redemption type story but he's a very unique character like very well played by john noble he he has his little quirks like how he calls like the FBI agent Astrid, he calls her by the wrong name every time. So that's like a running <laughs> joke. Like he'll call her Astro sort of thing. And there's different names. And then they continue that later on because there's this character introduced and his name's Lincoln. And, and so he calls him Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. funny. And he just says his little quirks, like he, like he always insists on like eating like red licorice sort of in the lab, and he has this stuff where he'll just play a record for a certain just to help him work and things like that, and the record provokes certain memories. So that's your team. You you get the team set up, and you slowly find out more about the past. You find out more about the experiments being done at Massive Dynamic, which is this massive sort of tech company in the show. And you find out more about Walter's past and his involvement. And it turns out as it goes along, Olivia, the main character, has a 
a path which is linked to that. And it's just a very consistent, compelling show. I think for like high concept sci-fi procedural, but which is really character driven, it, it's one of the best and most consistent great performances emotional scenes at the time do you really care about the characters which which really helps because they yeah. really go high high on the concepts but so if you're not quite into that i think the fact that you'll get on board with the characters really help but it's one of those where it it's one of the best for really committing to like kind of premises like time travel and scientific style premises and it, it it feels really satisfying the way it does it and obviously there's some good like freak of the week style moments <laughs> some good gross out style moments so yeah very where is well that, where is that keith is that on amazon prime or where is fringe where can we watch it that's that's a good question because in the uk i'm watching it on now tv which is like sky's catch-up service because they've got all the sets i think it used to be on like amazon or one of those services but they might have taken it off so you you might have to track it down but there's there's so many oh it might be on disney actually because they might own it through fox or something that, mm. oh, that could be i remember seeing it somewhere and i've watched probably the first four episodes and i just never got back to it but i was mm. i liked it i was into it just so that's many shows it. so little time yeah yeah that's it yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean I, i'm glad i'm doing this rewatch yeah I, I've, I've nearly finished we're on the final season now the x-files but i'll just mention that because i am re-watching it I, i'm always re-watching x-files it seems <laughs> The, the the difference this time is I'm sort of watching it with my mum for the first time, so that's nice. Oh, um, that's cute. Yeah, I think she'd been exposed to it a little bit with me growing up because I had it on a lot, but like she'd never really sat down to really watch it that much. Yeah, and I'm sort of watching it alongside the podcast who are reviewing it, so. Yeah, we're just watching a couple a week, and she's watching it with me, and yeah, so we're we're on season one. So that's did they reboot the X Files? Is there a reboot for that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it didn't go down too well. Oh, okay. Did you watch it and not love it? No, like especially the first season back. The second season back was better, and. I think felt a little bit more like the X Files, but like overall, yeah, it wasn't great. And mm-hmm. and of course, they got me excited because Lauren Ambrose appeared in it, and oh, okay. well, now and you're another, talking. Yeah, her and another agent, and they teased that there was going to be a backdoor like thing with them as the new agents, but it never happened. So oh. <laughs> I think because Lauren Ambrose wanted to do more stage acting or something, I think, because she's done some... I think that was why. She's been on Broadway quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So that was a shame that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, obviously. She's a good singer. Huh. God, they should Mm -hmm. ever be singing on Yellow Jackets. Why haven't we had (laughs) fan karaoke night? God, we should should bring that up. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, we'll have to pester like the writers and that to, to make that happen. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I mean, she was back in the day one of my favorites on Six Feet Under. Ah, oh, Six Feet Under. Emily, I know you haven't finished mm. it yet, but mm. I will stand by my assessment that that was one of the best series finales ever. I agree. I'll get back to it eventually. It's just like not high on my priority list right now. Yeah. And I feel like it starts a little slow and takes a little yeah. time to build too. So, and it is a little dated at this point, but still yeah. worth it. Yeah. It still holds up. Like I, I rewatched it last year and um, yeah, actually that's something we're going to be reviewing soon on my channel. So that's a thing mm. too. Nice. And my co-host has never seen it. And doesn't know much about it, so Ooh, that'll be fun. I think, yeah, I think those reviews are some of the best. Where you've got a diehard, and then someone who who's a casual. Really yeah, know. definitely. Reactions are great. So for something a bit lighter, and this is a first time watch, but I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. There's the picture. I don't know if you have you guys seen this or. I've I never was... actually, I mean, I know oh, what okay. it is, but I've never, like, yeah. watched I started watching it when it first came out, and it just kind of, like, fell off my radar. Um, okay. But it, I remember it being pretty funny. Yeah, so it's a couple of the writers from, like, Parks and Rec and also the U.S. office. So it's kind of in that mold, but set at a police station. And these, again, you know, a somber mix of characters very sort of quirky humor very like pop culture smart like lots of references to movies and tv shows like the lead character is sort of obsessed with die hard so that becomes a thing <laughs> and no it's very good i mean it's one of those i've been meaning to get to and it always seemed like it would just be my niche of show and I'm really enjoying it. I think the casting is very good, and it's one of those. I like Andy where... Samberg, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and he's. Yeah, I mean that's hilarious because he's sending up his sort of macho style persona. Yeah, he's very funny, and and a nice in gag with him is that his like twins are called Cagney and Lacey, which is really funny. <laughs> that is but funny. quite wacky. Lots of good hijinks. And, and I know along the way they do deal with real issues as well. And I think they, yeah. so far from what I've seen, they deal with them quite well because the like the captain of the prince and he's like a black gay cop. So that kind of issue comes up about how he had to like rise through the ranks and, and how it wasn't easy and... And I think the way they handle it is so good because you'll get like a, a brief moment where it's like, yeah, this is a bit awkward, but then they'll just make a, a funny joke out of it. And like, he's such an empowering character, like they don't really linger on it too much. So I think it's yeah. really well done. And I think because you've got this really good cast of characters, they'll swap them through in episodes where you'll get different pairings in different episodes and that sort of mm -hmm. keeps it fresh. Yeah. And like, I'm on to season three at the moment, so I'm just starting that. So I think from what I hear, this is the peak of the show. And 
Another thing I like about it is, although it, it's a very modern show and very funny, like for a modern comedy, it's not afraid to go back to some of the old school sitcom like things. Like they do have a couple of really fun will they won't they style storylines and pairings and and I like that because I think there's still room for that sort of thing in comedy, even though we have like moved on. Rosa is my favourite character just because of her deadpan Saki delivery. Uh, I think she's very entertaining. So Rosa is probably my pick, but very, very good characters. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I'll just mention briefly, speaking of Saki deadpan characters, because I'm doing a casual Doria rewatch as well. So that's saying. And again, I make no apologies. Like, I grew up on this, and I know a lot of people, because, like, that sort of adult animated sitcom has come a long way now. But to me, Doria is still a classic. It's still one of my favourite shows. It's always entertaining to watch. And I quite like the fact that they seem to have the same meal every night. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Consistency, right? <laughs> They're just saving money. It was tough back then. <laughs> yep. But no. The 90s. And we should note that Daria was, of course, mentioned on Yellow Jackets by Shauna Sadecki. So we've got that nice it's little tie-in and the Yellow Jackets verse. So quality 90s show yeah 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 daria i think was ahead of this time as well in many ways i'm also watching this new drama which is on the bbc which is called the woman in the wall and Ooh, haven't heard of that so, no it's a new one i mean it might not have made it over to the states yet but um so it's got ruth wilson who was in like luther and the affair you might have seen her pop up in a few things sounds um, familiar yeah mm -hmm. yeah she's really good but so the story is it's three episodes in at the moment and the story is that it's based on these girls who had like really traumatic experience in like a catholic home like many years ago and we pick up with them as adults and we follow like the one in particular, the Ruth Wilson character, and she is kind of suppressing a lot from there. And we start seeing her memories, things from her point of view. And that's kind of how it's revealed what exactly happened all those years ago. But what happens is like the head priest of, of the place, he's killed one day. So it becomes like a mystery of who killed him. And, She's potentially one of the suspects because she's like sleepwalks and is like very oh. erratic. And but that's kind of the way the drama plays out is that slowly slowly you learn more through her like memories and flashbacks and so it's quite psychological in that way. It's it's a bit of a slow burn, but I I, I think it is worth like sticking with. Like, I think you have to get used to, like, what they're doing. She's very good. She's always very, like, captivating. It's a bit weird because she's doing an Irish accent, and I've never heard her do, do an Irish accent before. And I think she's doing an okay job, but it's also that thing of 
yeah, I just know you're Ruth Wilson. I know you don't do Irish. You're not so Irish. <laughs> no, it's just a bit distracting. But one-off series on the BBC, there's not going to be many episodes. Um, there's a little bit of humour in there, which I appreciate. You also get, like, the investigation as well. You've got this, like, younger up-and-coming police guy who comes in and then you've got the older, like, grizzled one, and he's grown up in the town and, and knows these women, and he is very protective of what's going on, and it's like, kind of telling the younger guy not to go in, all guns blazing, not to upset the apple cart, so it's that sort of thing where you're not quite sure if he knows something and he's trying to cover up, or if he's just protecting the women... So the younger guy, who also has a little bit of a past himself, he's trying to push it as well. Like he's, you know, he's really going full focus on the case type thing. So you've got quite a nice dam dynamic with those two cops as well. So nice. So far, I'd say worth a look. Solid enough. Okay. And Limited series are always nice because it's a minimal time investment where you don't have to get caught up in like five seasons or something like one easy season, get it done. Boom. The woman in the wall, which is three episodes in. So it's shown weekly on the BBC and then they go up one by one on the iPlayer, which is like the catch up service for the BBC. So it, it's three episodes in. So the first three will be up there now. Nice. Or Dor Doris Roach. Yes. yes. Empanadas, um, baby. Fine. Empanadas. <laughs> and cannibalism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Can't it's, go wrong. It's the magic, magic ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> no, th this was very good. It, it's Again, we've got another Six Feet Under link because the actress who played Vanessa in Six Feet Under is the lead in this, who is a wonderful actress. She's and good. So I'll just give the setup. The setup is then you have this, the title character has been missing and assumed dead for years. So they're putting on like a, a play about her life and she randomly shows up in the dressing room of the woman who's playing her and confronts her. And then from there, that becomes the narration for the whole series. She starts telling the story of what happened to her in the past so without going into too many spoilers, she ends up staying like below this this sort of food place run by a guy she knows from her past. And she's also recently got out of prison. Like she took the fall for her ex-boyfriend. So she's trying mm. to track him down, find out what the hell happened with that. And it, it, yeah, it becomes a whole thing where she's known as having like magic and so she starts massaging guys and again I can't say too much without going into spoilers but deadly things start to happen and they get in over the head more and more and the more they get in over the head the more fun the show gets really like the, the more farcical it gets the more fun the show gets the more engrossing it gets you've got a really good lead performance Cindy Lauper's even in it which I actually the pop for um yeah yeah she plays a private detective in in a couple of episodes so that was really good great to see her 
Also, K. Todd Freeman, who was on Buffy years ago, who I haven't seen for ages, um, he he was Mr. Trick the Vampire in Buffy. He has a role in it in a few episodes. So good to see him. And yeah. it's good. Like it, it sort of ticked a lot of my niches. Like it's a good black comedy, good like thriller, character drama. I think my only thing is like 10 episodes. I felt it could have been a bit longer or maybe the episodes could have been a bit longer because like each episode is sort of like 35 minutes, something like that in, in that area. I think some were a bit longer, but I think sometimes, yeah, you either give them more episodes or you make the episodes a bit longer. But that's my only nitpick. Yeah, I, I had a really good time with it. I liked um, it. It's based on a podcast too, which is interesting—a fictional podcast, which is kind of a fun concept. Yeah, you haven't watched I haven't, it. You haven't watched it. Yeah, okay. you'd well, like it, Emily. You'd like it. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it's only ten, yeah, it's only ten episodes, and the episodes are quite short, so it's an easy watch. Yeah, where do you yeah. watch it at? It's on Amazon. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, worth checking out. And, well, I think that's mostly it for TV. I mean, Shelter, I am reviewing, so I won't say too much about Shelter, but there you go. Um, So, yeah, I'm four episodes in. I'm very mixed on it. it. It's not quite grabbing me like I would hope. Um, I think some of it just isn't my bag, like some of the supernatural or fantasy stuff, because I'm not really a big fantasy guy. Right. So I think some bits of it just feel a bit cheesy, and some of the effects look a bit cheesy. Mm. But, yeah. So I'm mixed on it. Like, I don't outright hate it. You know, I quite like the cast. I think the trio of teens are, are good. Um, they are, yep. Custom Sarah, I really like. She's always great. There's some good humour with her character. Um, so, yeah, no, there's there's certainly bits of it that I do like, but I am very mixed on it. Like, it's not... I, I think some scenes need to be shorter as well. I think some scenes drag on a bit too much. I can see that. I can see that. As you know, I reviewed this from one of my Watch This Wednesdays, watchthiswednesday.com. Check out all of my picks. But um, I don't mind it. You know, my kids really like it, too. There's definitely a lot of swearing, but I think the fantasy part definitely plays well, maybe for a younger audience. So I totally see Mm. your point. And I do think it makes sense about some of it being cheesy and, you know, a little over the top at times. But um Hey, I'll take any show that my kids will watch with me. So, I'll yeah, take it. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. the The trio of teens they really do work very well together. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, being released weekly, so of course we don't know what happens yet. So who knows? Maybe it will also, you know, get a little better as it goes. Yeah, I, I mean, I think with it at times it doesn't quite know what it wants to be because there's. There's times where it feels like it's going for a Stranger Things vibe, and then there's times where it's kind of going for a murder mystery vibe or it's going for more of a teen drama vibe. I think at times it doesn't quite know what it wants to be. 
But yeah, one thing it's having I, an identity want... crisis. <laughs> yeah, one thing I wonder is because it's a trilogy of novels with that same character, Mickey. So I'm wondering if this series will be a complete story or if there will be some tie-over into another season. I'm not sure. So most of Harlan Coben's series are all limited series on Netflix. Mm. Uh, I The names of some of his others are escaping me. I think The Stranger is one of them. There's some others. They're pretty good. But from, from what I was reading about this, it does seem like it will continue because it's not labeled a limited series and it is a trilogy. Okay. So... I think it says season one on it, which makes me think that there will be more seasons, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Just my take. Yeah. And I, I guess they're hoping it'll do well enough where you can continue it, but. Because, or it gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because there's so much happening in it, I sort of wondered if maybe it like that carries over into like another book or in this case, another series. I'll probably come back to my films at the end and round up with that. So if you want to go on your TV stuff. Sure. I will go right ahead. Um, as I said, I do this, I do weekly recommendations at watchthiswednesday.com and I pick a show and feature it. So some of these I've kind of talked about before, but the most recent one I watched that I am obsessed with is Dark on Netflix. I've been talking about it everywhere. I am obsessed um, there are three seasons. It started back in 2018. It uh, involves time travel. It's also a German show. I personally watched it in um, English with the dubbing, but I've heard it's better to actually watch in German with the English subtitles. So I'm going to do that when I rewatch it. But this show has challenged my conventions on time, our existence, and it's really made me think about time as as a concept and i love the characters in this i think it just works really well it's a show that you cannot be scrolling on your phone and watching at the same time i actually took notes like with a paper and pen and i used netflix online guide that has a family tree and that kind of guides you through who's who because there's different timelines going on but I can't say enough good things about Dark on Netflix. If you're into sci-fi stuff, it's it's also a drama, thriller, mystery, but there's definitely that sci-fi element. I'm not even a huge sci-fi person, but this show just, it did something to me. I, it was all I could think about when I stopped watching it, and I'm, I'm still thinking about it so much that I plan to rewatch it with a new perspective. So highly recommend that. And along those lines, speaking of German shows, there's actually a new one on Netflix that just dropped yesterday called Dear Child. It's another German show. This one's a limited series. So there's only six episodes. Again, minimal time investment. It's a psychological thriller involving a woman who escapes captivity. And apparently she went missing 13 years earlier and it delves into who she is, where she was that entire time. Very dark. Uh, I'm, I think, four, three or four episodes into the six and I'm curious to see how it ends. Maybe it's a little bit slow and it's not on the same level for me as dark is, but it's an easy dark watch. So that's one of the things that I'm currently watching. Um Impulse is another one. This one was a YouTube Originals, and it features uh, Sarah Desjardins from Yellow Jackets, of course, who plays Callie. Um, and 
it also has a weird element to it. It's teleportation. So I guess I'm on a sci-fi kick officially. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. Uh, my friend Shift, uh, our friend of the podcast, Good Morning Mayberry, recommended this one. So I dove right in. Uh, it's very character driven. It is a drama. And like Shelter, there's a trio of teenagers kind of working together to address this strange power that the main character, Henry, has. And I'm not sure yet where it's going, but I'm into it. So this is one that I'm continually watching. There's only two seasons. It got mm -hmm. canceled. As you mentioned on Twitter, Keith, uh, YouTube Originals was a, a pretty short-lived concept. And something yeah. I didn't know was that Cobra Kai actually started out as a YouTube Originals before it got to Netflix. So... I learned yeah. that from you. Thank you. I think that's interesting. Nice. But nice. Um, yeah, Impulse. It's another good one. Pretty cool. easy watch. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? I've got Justified, another older show. I'm watching this one mm -hmm. with my husband. Uh, it features Timothy Oliphant, who I love from Deadwood. And he's also the one in um, the Santa Clarita Diet, right? Is he yeah. Drew Barrymore's husband? Yeah. Okay. I, I did not yeah. finish Santa Clarita Diet, but I do love Timothy mm -hmm. Oliphant. Another one. Don't mind watching him on TV. <laughs> he was in a, a really good, like, kind of, like, horror movie back in, like, the early, like, 2010s called The Crazies. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Ooh, I haven't. It's, like, something happens. Like, something gets into the water supply, and it, like, ends up, like, making everybody go crazy. And... Ooh. It's it's interesting. It's yeah. something okay. that could like it's it's creepy because like it's something that you could imagine happening, which is why it's yeah. scary. Ooh, oh, I'll have to put um, that on my list. Sounds it's good. good. Also, there's a link back to the Scream movies because he was in Scream too. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The psycho sure film student. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we just kind of randomly started watching Justified, and I'm actually not sure how many seasons there are. I do know that it's also been rebooted, so there's a, a newer mm -hmm. iteration of it. But essentially, Timothy Oliphant is a U.S. Marshal, and he does some pretty questionable things, some of which seems justified, hence the name of the show. <laughs> um, so I, I think we're only halfway through season one, so I don't have a lot on it, but I'm enjoying it. I find myself not scrolling on my phone, which is always an indicator yeah. of actually enjoying a show. So yeah. um, so far, so good with Justified. Uh, have either one of you guys watched Justified or the newer one? No. No. But I'm pretty uh, sure my dad has. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I want to. Like, I, I mean, you mentioned Deadwood. I recently watched Deadwood, which is a fantastic show. Great show, but the movie sucked. Just saying, didn't. Oh, okay, uh, I mean, I don't know. I like the show a lot better than the movie. My yeah. personal preference. Well, that's fair, but the movie had a very difficult task because it had to tie everything up. I'm gonna keep watching it. Pretty good so far. Um, something I'm rewatching for myself that I'm watching with my family is Person of Interest. Keith, I know that's one you've watched. Uh, it's got Michael Emerson, Jim Caviezel, uh, Taraji P. Henson is in the early seasons, and um, yeah. it has, I guess, kind of a sci-fi aspect to it, given the show's about a mysterious machine that generates a number, and Jim Caviezel and Michael Emerson take the number, and this person's either going to get murdered or hurt or is going to be the person 
murdering or hurting somebody. So they kind of try to solve that puzzle in each episode with overarching themes of this machine and some other police shenanigans and whatnot. But um, it's good. I watched it years ago and it still holds up. Jim Caviezel, another one. Enjoy <laughs> watching him. So we, we see a theme here with some of my shows, clearly. <laughs> um, and then... Emily, like you said earlier, I was also watching The Bear. I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. Keith, I'm watching Shelter Weekly. And mm -hmm. things on my radar for this month, however, The Changeling just dropped on Apple TV yesterday. And I am very excited. Watch the trailer. I'm going to watch the free episode that I get through my iPhone and see what nice. I think. Nice. <laughs> yes. Let me know if you think you're going to commit to it. Maybe we can work out a password thing. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it looks good. It's it's uh, based on a, a book and it is a dark fairy tale. So I believe they have two, maybe three episodes up now and then it will drop weekly. So I know that that's going to go on my watch list. And another show that just dropped yesterday, uh, Virgin River season five on Netflix. And I love Alexandra Breckenridge. She was, of course, on the first season of American Horror Story. Yes. And I loved, loved her, her loved her in that. Now, Virgin River centers upon her character who moves to this quaint mountain town. She comes in to assist the doctor there. She's the nurse of this small town. And of course, she meets a love interest, Jack don't mind looking at him either uh season five of course he's pictured here with the baby so spoiler alert they do end up getting together and although we've not seen the baby yet this season i surmise it will be coming uh i will say that they did drop the whole season i've just not had time to watch it because overwhelmed with tv shows you guys like so many tv shows yeah. it's, it's so difficult yeah. first world problems over here but <laughs> um yeah so one more on my radar, Wilderness, which is coming to Amazon Prime, I believe, September 20th. It's another kind of dark psychological thriller mystery type show. It looks really good. I plan to cover it and watch this Wednesday. So The guy in that picture looks like the guy that played in The Haunting of Hill House. Like He played the guy, the brother that had like the drug problem. He does look like that. And you I know what? I can't that. think of his name because I believe he was also in Surface on Apple TV. He was plus. also in The Invisible Man with yes, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, yeah. oh, I've not watched that. I love Elizabeth it's good. Moss. Oh, though, it's obviously. very good. Film. So good. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check that one out. But uh, yeah, I think that covers everything I've been watching. But my favorite of all these, you guys, again, I'm just going to say it one more time. <laughs> Dark on Netflix. It has challenged my conventions on time and existence. And it's a very smart show. You, The writers have to be incredibly smart people to have navigated through what yeah. they went through to create it. So I just give props to them. Yeah. And it's it's exceptional. I love it. Cool. That's, yes. that's what oh. I, I thought. So. One more so. thing. I did see a movie last month that I remembered while we were talking. I went and saw Disney's Haunted Mansion with my kids. <laughs> um, I wanted to see the Barbie movie, but I still haven't seen it. But Haunted Mansion. I saw Barbie. Did you love it? It was good, yeah. I, uh, I yeah. thought it would be different than it was, but Ryan Gosling was great. 
he was, yeah, he, he looks like help. he's going to be great as Ken. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> and um, Haunted Mansion was okay. I mean, it was, my kids loved it. So again, anytime my kids like something, I take it as a win. I was entertained. Mm. Um, it was a little bit cheesy, but you know, it was it cute. Looked cute. It was cute. It was good yeah. for the kids and I stayed entertained enough. So no complaints. Pretty good cast as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, good cast. Um, and it was pretty quick. It, it wasn't too long, which I always appreciate in a movie, especially in the theater. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Same. Would you say it's better than the, like, the 2003 film? Because that was pretty bad, I remember. I did not there. see it. I do not have a point of comparison. I feel as though I'm okay. lacking in my movie watching in general <laughs> okay. and need to step it up because nine times out of ten i'm like oh i didn't see that movie i didn't see that movie but mm. i have seen a lot of shows so yeah there, there we are there cool, cool. <laughs> yes. um so just going back to person of interest have you finished it on the rewatch or are you still watching it not yet i believe we're okay. mid-season two right now um okay. so yeah we've not gotten to some of the other characters that we see a little later on but um, I am just as compelled the second time around as I was the first time because I just love the concept. Yeah, and a bit like I was saying with Fringe earlier, it only gets better the more it builds on that concept and the characters. And It does, yes. Rue is personally my favourite character of the show, so her introduction and oh, everything she does love is Rue. amazing. She's, she's a game changer, really. Great. She's great. And, and then great. Sarah Shahi, is that her name? Uh, the yeah, other female character sure. that comes along. I feel like that's not her name, but it's something similar. But she's a great character, too. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Um, yeah, season three is personally my favorite. Um, season four has my favorite episode of the whole show. But I, I won't mention it because you're not quite there yet. But. We, okay. we we can talk another time, but it's, it's yeah. got a very good finale as well. And I definitely have a question for you about the finale when you get there. So that's all right. Cool. Yeah. Tweet so, me yeah. all about it. Oh, I mean, X me all about it when the time comes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm never getting used to that new name. No. no. It'll yeah, always it'll be, be Twitter, Twitter to me. Forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that X shit. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Whatever, X, Elon. We'll mention some films. I might as well mention Barbie because it was mentioned there. So I have seen that and Oppenheimer. I I didn't do the double bill. I went separately. I actually got in for free to see Oppenheimer. So that was the result. Bonus. That's because I do a monthly film quiz at the cinema and my team won. So you get a free ticket. So that was one of the (laughs) perks of that. So... I used it for Oppenheimer. I saw it in the 35mm, which is, of course, how Nolan intended it. So it's a good film. Like I'm a pretty big Nolan fan. I don't like all of his films. Like Tenet, I thought was pretty boring, I've got to say. I, I was underwhelmed by Tenet. But this was much better. Like It was very gripping throughout. You've got a great cast. And it's an, like, it's an interesting, complex moment in history and i think the film really comes into its own after the event itself 
where you have all these hearings and interrogate interrogations about like the whole idea of the bomb and and was it wise to like create it in the first place how much blame can be attached to the main character itself a lot of the politics behind it and watching those scenes it's almost like watching like a very sort of engrossing like courtroom scene or like watching yeah. a stage play mm-hmm. it's very well done my my only thing i mean i think my big thing with it which is a problem with nolan films in general is he he doesn't know how to write women and and it is one of his big like oversights throughout his films you can go back and there is a pattern his films are pretty much all white masculine middle class guys and mm. th- this film is of course full of them you know you can't escape from like white middle-aged nope. masculine guys did and... he do did he do inception yeah was that him yeah. yes and he okay did, like, i really like that one a lot that's that funny. was good i did see that yeah yeah, yeah. And I think that's partly why I wasn't so keen on Tanet, because that felt like him trying to recapture Inception, and it didn't really work. But, yeah, no, he's a very good director, but it's like, this is a problem with him. Like, I think the way the females are portrayed in this film just isn't, isn't great. You know, a lot of stereotypical, like, things around them. Like Florence Pugh, especially like the way her character is treated, it isn't great. So yeah, I think that I think that is a takeaway. You know, you can't really like not mention that as a critique because you know we're in twenty twenty three. He's a major director. I saw Barbie, obviously, which was a different sort of film, but a fun film. I thought it it was yeah very. It was good. Yeah, very colourful and enjoyable and, and feel good. And um, there were times where the jokes were a little too clever for their own good. Like there were times where you could see that it was written by 40-something arty types. So s- some of the jokes were a bit too clever, but it it was a fun experience. Like It, it yeah, was fun. it was good. I liked and it. I'll just round up with a few things. I highly recommend an Australian horror movie called Talk to Me, which came out recently. That's getting a lot of buzz. I Is think that I'll the one it. where they have like the hand in the middle of the room? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I've seen yeah, it. It, it, it looks really creepy. A, yeah, it's very well done. I think it gets into modern themes to do with mental health, and the lead actress is very good. So. You, you definitely go on a grueling ride on that one. I watched a really cheesy, bad 70s film, Meat Cleaver Massacre, which <laughs> <laughs> the title is the best thing about it. Now, me and my partner, we've recently done our worst horror movie list. So it appears on that, and that's going up soon, so you can hear me talk more about it. But one thing I'll just mention is that it's got Christopher Lee in it, in the cast list. But then I didn't see him in the film, so I went back and checked, like, like wiki. And it turns out he's only in it in a monologue at the start and the end. And oh. the funny thing is, it's not even a monologue from that film. They've taken the monologue from a different film. <laughs> and 
it's just the film that didn't get made or something, so they just lifted it from there. But so that's a pretty funny footnote. And okay, I mean, I'll just end and say the Truman Show. The Truman Show is an absolute classic. I rewatched yeah. that genius. Recently. Love that movie. Great. Ahead of its time, the casting is wonderful. The music oh, is beautiful. So it's so satirical and witty. It's yeah. emotional. It has one of the best endings of any film in cinema. Like I'm right on the yes. edge of my seat. Ed Harris is so good in that movie. And there's a little personal story to this one because I recently visited some friends and um, my friend's kid, who's like now 16, which seems insane because I knew him when he was like a baby, but like <laughs> we sat down and we introduced him to the Truman Show. And so there's three of us watching it and he's doing that 16 year old kid thing. He's like on his phone all the time. And occasionally he looks up at the screen and he'll laugh at a gag or, or something like that. And by the end of the movie, he was like really into it. He was really hooked. So that's, that's a yeah. nice personal story. Just I recently watched it with my kids, as a matter of fact, and they loved it. I They really? don't always have an attention span of all the movies like that aren't yeah. kids' movies, but they loved it. My son actually put down his phone, paid attention. He was resistant at first, but mm-hmm. he watched the whole thing, loved it, actually asked questions during it, which I thought was cool. And it made me really happy that a movie I love so much from years ago is still resonating with my kids. I just, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice payoff. I love it. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, there's, there's not many films I would say like it's absolutely perfect, but I, I think that is one, and it's only yes. got better, better over time. So, love the Truman Show. So, agree. Okay, agree. So I think right. we'll round up, and before we leave, I'll give you guys a chance to plug what you've been up to or where people can find you. All right, that sounds good. I'll go for that right now. Um. Well, Keith, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. Obviously, Emily and I love talking about television, given we are always creating content about Yellow Jackets. Uh, You can actually find a lot of our exclusive Yellow Jackets content at cordcutting.com slash Yellow Jackets dash Hive. You can also find our content on our Yellow Jackets Hive socials, our Yellow Jackets Hive YouTube and also on Cord Cutting's YouTube, which is youtube.com slash at Cord Cutting. And if you like merch and you like Yellow Jackets, you can always shop yellowjacketshiveshop.com. We've got all kinds of cute items. We've got hoodies. We've got shirts. We've got bags. One of our more recent designs, Wish You Were Here, features Javi's hand falling through the ice, which we absolutely Mm -hmm. love. So yeah, (laughs) check us out. Um, We love yellow jackets. We love TV and we are here for all of it. So thank you, Keith. We appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, like I've been following their stuff for a while and they do a fantastic job and it's definitely a great place if you're into that show to go and discuss everything about it. So Great stuff and everything. Yeah. Everything Absolutely about it. Absolutely everything. Every <laughs> little detail. <laughs> and yeah, we'll definitely do this again in a few months' time or, or something like that. This is gonna become a regular thing. So before I go, 
I'll just say that the next time I do one of these, my guest will be Alyssa from Horror Movie Tea podcast. And that's someone I've collaborated with a few times as well. So she will be my next guest, which will be for the September episode. But let us know what you guys have been watching in the comments and let us know what you think of our picks. Like and subscribe as always. Go and sub to their channel because it's really good. And (laughs) keep watching TV and film. And we'll see you guys again soon. Goodbye. Sounds good. Thanks, Keith.